This is Heavy Hog Football. On today's show, we talk about the game between the Washington Redskins and the Cincinnati Bengals. We also talk about the life of the great slinging Sammy Ball, the upcoming game with the Eagles, and much more. Live with Aaron, Josh, and John. Yo, 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 what's up, y'all? Yo! What's happening? Dudes, dudes. So. What was that? Uh. Dudes, this is one of my Christmas presents. It's this little football that when you hit it, it does things like. Is it the bad culprit? It's, it's kind of like that, except it's for good stuff, so I, I haven't used it. <laughs> so we, have, we haven't done anything good. <laughs> Definitely hasn't been used in, has not been used in the past few weeks. <laughs> Certainly wasn't used at this last game. No, if I if that had had the last game as close as our seats were, it would have made it onto the field. Dude, I, I thought it would have been right for Sean Sweden's head. I think we should try to be like Redskins.com on this podcast today because we don't have a lot of good things to say. So let's only say good things, and when we say good things, you'll know we're saying the opposite. Well, that'll make the podcast like two minutes long. <laughs> what? If we don't, if we only say good things, it'll make this podcast about two minutes long. No, what I'm saying is. Yeah. All right, thank you for listening to Harry Hog Football this week. Yeah, really. You know what? No, what, I, what I'm saying is. Thanks for man, listening, y'all. <laughs> and remember <laughs> You know, like for instance um, Beginning of the game The pass goes out to Chris Cooley You know It was like deja vu it, Catch, try for a three yards, fumble Yeah, but, but no, no, no We don't say cut, we go Great job, Chris Cooley, you're the man I hope you get a raise next year Seriously. All right. I can see how he would be distracted by that by that beautiful wife of his. The one that like is think, bending over on the math man. I think he's he's just. I think he's really upset at her because he has, she hasn't sent us our thank you note for the napkin ring. <laughs> I know we say this every week, but you know, seriously, guys. They have, they have a year. Yeah, they've got a year. And, uh, you know, we know they're just putting it off because times are, you know, times are busy, stamps are expensive. You know, here, honestly, I've been thinking about it. hurt my this. feelings, seriously, and that hurt my feelings. I, I've been trying not to dwell on it too much, but here has been my most recent thought. I'm laying in bed the other night, and I wake up, and I think, I know why we have not gotten our thank you note from the coolies. And it is because, and it is because what they've been doing is saving the napkin ring to use at a special Christmas dinner. Oh, that's gotta be it. So, you know, the the, uh, the electric knife's gonna come out to carve the turkey, and then wait, hold on, hold on, hold on, hold on, hold on. Yeah. <laughs> well, what the, was the that? Electric knife's gonna come out to carve the turkey. They're all going to sit oh, I'm down. sorry, that was my beer opening. Uh, they're all going to sit down, and the napkin ring is going to come up in the left hand. The napkin's going to slide out of it. 
it's going to be set down right in front of Chris or Christy, whichever, and they're going to put the napkin on their lap. And at that point, they will go, you know, we really need to send those boys from Harry Hogg football a wonderful thank you note for that napkin ring. Don't you think? Yeah. Don't you think? It's got to be it. I, I, I think they get to that point, and then they're going to send us a, like, like a used napkin or something. And be like, thanks a lot. <laughs> thanks a lot from the person who had to buy three napkins. <laughs> In any event... <laughs> Speaking of Chris Coley. Um, yeah, so we want to be as much like Redskins.com, who said today on their uh, their email that they sent out to everyone, the Redskins Insider, supposed to be the best information about Redskins there is the Redskins on the Internet anywhere. Redskins, Redskins what? Insider? What? Redskins. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> uh, Dude, I hardly know her. <laughs> yeah. All right. Uh, on that, that particular email... Um, we're going to transition super serious here for just a minute. Um, in that particular email, they said they were talking about the passing of, of the greatest Redskin and arguably the greatest professional football player of all time, Slim Sammy Baugh, uh, who passed away on Wednesday evening. And Redskins, being the Redskins that they are, put in their email in the first sentence that he led the Redskins from 1937 to 1942. That's kind of funny considering my, my Sammy Ball jersey says 1947 on it. Right. And it's yeah, not even an official Sammy Ball jersey. It's like one from, like, Korea or something. Dude, it's Mitchell and Ness. That's true. Mitchell and Ness is, uh, is pretty high in there. Oh, yeah, it is. What are you talking about? It is Mitchell I mean, and Ness. you see the way that the fabric stretched across Josh's girth? <laughs> that's quality right there, man. That's, that's, that's no, like, uh, you know... South Korean for it, right? Kind of like that, that, that's, that's, was it? Kind of like the way the Redskins' defense stretched when the Bengals' awesome running game was coming towards it. Dude, they didn't stretch; they broke. They broke. They broke wind. <laughs> um. Yeah. Roberto walks by and goes. Mm-hmm. Before we get off the Sling and Sammy Ball thing, uh, Sling and Sammy Ball, the only. Redskin to have a retired number, number 33. And he was not only a quarterback, but also a um, defensive back and a punter. And a punter. And I think he led the league. He still owns the uh, NFL record for for, uh, yards per kick, or yards per punt, I guess. Um, Third in Redskins history with 31 picks. And uh, And 187 touchdown passes. Dude, those thirty-one back picks are day, as a defensive back. Team record for that. The thirty-one picks are as a defensive back, not as a quarterback. That's correct. He didn't pick his own. You can pick your no thirty-one picks as a as a defensive back. Yes, that's correct. It's a sad day in Redskins country. Are we going to see the um, thirty-three on the uh, helmets this week? Question. I wonder. Or the little black yeah, patch. Yeah, that's a good question. Little black patch or something. Um, I don't know, dude. We should. Uh, you know, I, I think we, uh, you know, I was strongly considering ordering one of those die cut 33 gone but not forgotten, uh, you know, things that go on your on the back of your car. 
Well, dude, you live in North Carolina. You can just buy two of those number three guns. I've forgotten one. Dude, you, took, three you, off you one. just stole my whole punchline, man. I, you, I took your punchline. I didn't even know it. Oh, <laughs> man. Dude, what's up? I was going to add a three to my Dale Earnhardt. Dude, what's up with the Redskins? Oh, man. First of all, not allowing anyone to buy jerseys of retired players such as Slingin' Sammy, uh, Jurgensen, um, Art Monk, to name a few. Why do you have to go on eBay and go to like some dude in Korea that's making them in his garage if you want to get a jersey of your favorite player? Don't you think they could be making a lot more money, Redskins.com? If they would actually order, sell other people besides Sean Sweezum. But you can get them like directly from the Mitchell and Ness folks. They cost I like, wonder if they it's cost a matter like 400 of bucks. Yeah, that's the thing. I wonder if it's a matter of a uh, of of the player having to give permission after they've left the team for that team to continue selling their jersey, whether it's trade or retire or whatever. It'd be kind of easy for Sonny Jurgensen. Yeah. Well, dude, you're you're asking Redskins.com and the Redskins to think logically about something like, hey, maybe we'll sell some Sonny Jurgensen jerseys. Sonny Jurgensen, he'd be like, he'd be like, yeah, and this week, make sure you stop by Tyson's Corner to pick up those cigars over at the old tobacco shop. And yes, it's okay to use my name on the jerseys on Redskins.com. And yeah, maybe they'll actually, you know, I mean, <laughs> maybe they'll actually um, find out the years that these retired players played for their team before they post something about it on their website. I don't know. They, they should. They should oh, do a little bit better research than that. Mm-hmm. At, at, at any rate, we we, uh, we wish uh, Sammy Baugh's family uh, all the best. It's probably tough this holiday season. Of course, losing a loved one and, uh, and, a, and a great, if not the greatest, Redskin uh, football, football player of all time. Right, he was the uh, he was the last surviving member of the charter class of the Hall of Fame. And there's uh, only like four of them in that charter class, wasn't there? Uh, I don't know the actual number. I don't know. We Here, saw him though. I got a picture of his bust somewhere on the computer from our trip to Canton. I do too. As a matter of fact, yeah, he he was he was no, in I group, think, and he was a. I think for a while he also wore number forty-five. If I'm not mistaken. Huh. Uh, I think that was Michael Jordan. <laughs> Dude, seriously, seriously. Dude, what are you Googling about? I'm not Googling. I just <laughs> I can Google. I am online. You remember from back in the 40s when you saw him wear the number 45? <laughs> I remember back in the day. Anyway, all right. Um, let's talk about this crappy game that we were at where Josh... Did indeed represent Sling and Sammy Ball wearing the Sling and Sammy Ball number thirty-three Mitchell and Ness jersey from nineteen forty-seven. Who day? First of all, what is that? Who day? We're walking around the what stadium. People today? are like, "Who day?" And we're like, "What dat? Who day?" Yeah, dudes, dudes. He wore number forty-five. I just found it in college. Number, 30, number thirty-three and number forty-five. He wore that as a Texas Christian horned frog. Dude, I know he was a Texas Christian horned frog, but um, I was looking to see when he actually wore the number 45. 
And that was when he was a frog. Find that he wore when he was a frog. Right now is that he wore two different jerseys, thirty-three and forty-five. When he was a frog. Ah. Well, the Redskins only retired thirty-three because uh, I know they, they left yeah. one. Uh, obviously, other, otherwise Mike Sellers would be running around half naked. Speaking of Mike Sellers, what was up with that Dude, fumble, fumble on the goal it's line? Another fumble. It's another uh, fumble. I only have one thing fumble. to say about that. He wasn't even a horned frog. Dude, what was he doing? And also Zorn on that same play. We were at the, as the referee put it right before the play, one quarter yard line, which is about what, eight inches? Um, have we ever heard of a quarterback sneak, you know, where you don't have to take the ball, turn around, hand it to some other dude three yards back to get eight inches, giving the defense time to penetrate your old man offensive line? Have we ever heard of a quarterback sneak? Ever. Dude, the Redskins haven't run a successful quarterback sneak probably since Sammy Baugh's time. I cannot remember the last time they ran. Do you remember watching Patrick Ramsey just get, like, obliterated trying to run those those worthless quarterback sneaks he used to run? Danny Werfel? Jeff George? Dude, Ugly Ripping could do it. When was the last time the Redskins ran a successful quarterback sneak? Seriously. Ripping could do it. So you're not agreeing with me on the quarterback sneak from the 8-inch yard line? I totally agree. <laughs> That's my point. Or you're sending out mixed signals, dude. No, dude. I'm saying, what was the last time they ran a good one? Yeah, they should have ran it. But maybe Zorn was thinking we haven't ran like a successful one since, since people were wearing the one-bar helmet uh, uh, face mask. Dude, Zorn so, doesn't even know, know that. Dude. I don't know if we should. Zorn doesn't even know the colors of the team, much less the last time we ran a successful quarterback sneak. All right. I guarantee he knows the colors of the team now, but I don't know what else he knows with some of those play calls that we saw. Yeah, and while we're talking about that. Very, very good seats in Cincinnati. What was up with two minutes and eight seconds left, down by ten points, and you try to run it with Clinton Portis off the side? Just running that clock on down. Well, we could have got two plays off before the two-minute warning. That's just a... a, Dude, I don't know. It's just one example. Zorn's just finding his way as a new head coach. He's finding his way through the brush and through the weeds. (laughs) Finding his way along. He might find his way in the unemployment line if he doesn't, you know, turn some things around. and, And I hope not. I mean... Speaking of that, I saw a couple rumors this week about uh, one was is the uh, what you would call it uh, Bill Cower. His name's Bill, isn't it? Cower, Steelers dude. Is he coming back? Bill Cower. Yeah, yeah. The chin. The chin. Will he come back and coach the Redskins? And was Zorn just like some dude they hired in the interim? And secondly, is someone as strong as him. The other thing I saw was that online was that they're talking about Mike Holmgren coming to coach the Redskins next year. Then we're going to have two Um, Andy Reeds in the NFC East. uh, I think both uh, BS. I think Cowers is going to stay out for another year. Um, I think there's no way someone as strong a personality as Cowers would come to Washington. Because all he has to do is look at the track record and go, no, sir. Because, <laughs> <laughs> um, I mean, he looks at the Danny and, and super, uh, 
super drug-faced looking uh, Vinny Serrato with those huge eyes that look like he's been doing crystal meth all night. <laughs> and he says, no way. And, you know, with his chin, like, tapping the microphone, there's no way I'm going there. Dude, Dude let me I ask you. Ring. I live home where I went to college. I love where I am. My kids are in high school. And then, and, and then Randall L. What they'll do is they'll put Randall L. on a plane. They'll send him down here to try to, to lure him. Lure him. He's like, hi, hi, man, Antoine Randall L. I went to Indiana. Hi. Hi, Bill Cower. I'm Antoine Randall L. Bill Cower has to beat him up with his chin. <laughs> Not meaning to, dude. Just kind of going in for a man hug. He'll, he'll just, like, turn his head and be like, oh, sorry. He's got, like, a... Tell you what, man, he would love to coach someone like Lennon Fletcher. Oh yeah, that's for sure. So anyway, we we all know what happened in the game. Santana Moss did that stupid shoe shine thing. Um, Sweezer kicked the ball out of bounds, I think, twice on dude, kickoffs. What? Once on the one side. Wait, 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 wait. Is that correct? Let's go back to the yeah. shoe shine thing. Once you were well, taking a leak. What was that, dude? I mean, why did Santana Moss do that? That's very uncharacteristic of him. Probably because he was mad about how um, crappy they were playing, and he finally like got some something to cheer about. I read that he said uh, that he did it to try to give the team a boost, but I thought the touchdown itself was probably boost enough. I didn't think he needed to, to give us a negative 15-yard boost, so, especially knowing how crappy our kicker is. So what, dude? If, if he's got mud on his shoes, they don't get a boost, but if his shoes are shined, then... Team plays well. Is that what it is, dude? You know what would have given uh, us a boost. Know. You know what would have given us a boost if Mike Sellers would have held on to that ball for eight inches and tied up the game rather than turning it over at the goal line. You know what else would have given us a boost when we started off the game on the third play of the game when we had had a first down to start off the game and not a three and out like usual. That would have given us a boost. Second week in a row, not going down seventeen to nothing would have given us a boost. Beating a team that had only won one game prior to this one would have given us a little boost. Who day? Who day? I don't know, but they beat us. Yeah, exactly. I think that's what all those homeless guys and girls were saying when they were like descending on us, like Dawn of the Dead in the parking lot after the game. <laughs> dude, I know. We, we, I was like, dude, dude we got to pack this up to, quick. Like, like tailgate after the game, we were like, we're gonna eat this chili. We're going to cook up some more burgers and stuff. We're going to wow. chill, take our time getting out of here. We're not in a good mood. You know, we had great parking, like, right next to the stadium. We got a great parking pass. Um, and we're sitting there, and then, you know, you start kind of looking around, and there's nobody else out there. When you realize you're the last one there, and you think, I wonder if there's a reason. And yeah. Then, like, there, literally, like, you don't see anybody, but suddenly there's, like, some dude that's, like, 30 feet away from you. And you're like, where did he come from? It was and like his kind of tilted to the side a little bit. And his arms are kind of out in front of him, sort of walking, like hanging out there in space. Dude, it was like Resident Evil like 2. To the side, you see a couple girls coming at you, like looking kind of the same way from another direction. Then you turn a third direction, and then you see like another person coming at you, looking all scraggly and, you know, stiff-legged and walking. And you're just like, man, I'm in the movie 28 days later. What the hell is going on out here? They would have been running if that was the case. Dude, so, yeah. <laughs> but let's let's take it back a few steps because I gotta say that overall the Cincinnati uh, experience that stadium is a really nice stadium to go watch a game in. I mean, that was a fantastic venue. It was it was it is a really really nice stadium. 
I mean, it, it's clean. The the fans are great. The fans are nice. Yeah. You know, I mean, we were joking. Uh, we were joking them as much as they were joking us, and we were all having fun together. You know what I mean? There was heat in um, the bathroom. I don't think anybody at the end of the game like gave us any crap walking out like, you guys suck or anything. There wasn't any of that. You know what I mean? Um, it was just, uh, I don't know, it was a pleasant experience. Dude, they can't really talk that much smack when they've only won two games. There were no lies. <laughs> they did say they were sold out, although at least half the seats were empty. At so least. I, you know, I don't know. What it was like, there? thank yeah, you well, for our... The Redskins say the same thing. Dudes, what was up with that song? Cincinnati, whatever. <laughs> I felt like I was going back to the 50s in Pleasantville. Fight song, dude. I felt like I was in Pleasantville or something. Well, dude, what, what the funny thing is, we've only heard that song like twice ever because they haven't scored any touchdowns until, well, until they played us. They were so excited to be able to play that. They were so excited to get a win. It was hilarious when that dude like tore the bag off his head in the stands. <laughs> you know who I didn't see out there was the uh, the Bengals Stormtrooper, which I've seen online. It's the dude in the Stormtrooper outfit, and it's in orange and black with like Bengals stripes on it. I was really looking forward to seeing that because I just I just wanted to see who actually wears that. Who he? <laughs> Dude, even the toilets, like little yellow cakes down in the urinals, were like they said "Who Day Revolution" on them, and then they weren't unwrapped. Someone was like, "Well, what's Who Day Revolution?" Well, it might work better if they took the plastic wrap off the urinal cakes before throwing them in the toilets. But I do have to say, the bathrooms had heat, and at the end of the game. They still had paper towels. You can't yeah. even go to any bathroom in FedEx Field that has paper towels before the game starts. It was kind of funny to see advertisement on the urinal cake. I gotta admit that. Yeah, it was pretty funny. Yeah, it was a good stadium Dude, and the fans were cool. Game, ball. game balls goes to Cincinnati. My game ball goes to the Bengals fans. The Bengals Brandon fans? in there with the 1-11-1 and, and one team. Aaron, are you having a technical difficulties out there? No, why? Because Ron was going into the game ball. Oh, oh sorry. It's late. <laughs> and now, the coveted and ever-elusive game ball award. I was actually trying to think of who I was going to give my game ball to at that point in time, and nothing comes to mind. <laughs>
I don't know what the stats are, John, if you got him up there, or even if he was close to leading the team or if he had a number of tackles, but to me, he just seemed like he was playing a, playing a hard game. Wasn't no one leading it's the like team in this game? Up. Yeah, it's like he, he sits there and he's playing center field, and after a while, he's like, oh, man, i got to get up here and like fix it because everyone's screwing up, and then he goes in there and it's just awful. When he finally uh, gets to play, he's not hanging out in center field but, like keeping everything in front of him. To me, it's um, almost like the line with three tackles and no assists. He was four on the team. Well, then he made those way. three tackles, one, two, three, on the one drive. On that play. <laughs> That's but, what it is. It's like he's just like, man, now i got to go do something because you guys suck. It's almost like he left his assignment. He was like, I'm sick of this. This drive is going to be all around Landry. <laughs> and he like, yeah. and he runs in there and does it. And he's like, all right, I mean, you guys can take yeah. it again. <laughs> Basically, what it is, he's just like, all right, I'm tired of you amateurs out here. I got to get out of here and fix these things. Jeez, you suck. <laughs> all right, I'm going to give my game ball to uh, the rock of the team, Rock Cartwright, who once again had a super solid game on special teams, including a huge kick return at the end of the game, which nearly put us in position to tie it. Nearly. Um, his final stats were uh, five for 182 on kick returns. Dang. Which is uh, not too shabby. Not at all. And you guys might remember that with uh, 220 left, I believe it was, in the game, um, he returned it to the 13-yard line. You mean after and all the uh, after the Bengals fans had all left? Yeah. And we couldn't we couldn't get the ball in the end zone from the 13-yard line against the team that's won 11-1. We suck. So, yeah, my game ball definitely goes to Rock Cartwright because, I mean, what more can he do? That's a good one. That's a good one. Dude, my game ball is going to go to number 59. all the way. Mine's going to go to number 59 for that awesome uh, tackle where he dove in there when they were trying to run around the side. He, like, darted in. Totally. Made, like, the one good play the whole game. You mean Fletcher? Yeah. I don't really know What? London Fletcher. Fletcher, three for three, or three tackles, three assists, half a sack, um, half defended on the game. And yeah. one snub from the Hall of, or from the Infirmal. We'll get to that in a little bit. Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah. That's the other bad news of the week. Mm. All right, so that's all the uh, game balls. You guys are about ready to move on. Yeah, man, line them up. Bring in the it's fire. It's time yeah. for this dun, week's Kicking the Balls Award. I can think of about I can think of about a hundred and two different balls that need to be kicked. My my kicking ball goes to Sean freaking Sweezum. Why? Because Do you care to elaborate? He had a kick go out of bounds. No, he had two kickoffs go out of bounds. Include, including including the uh the onside attempt. But seriously, dude. Dude, that was a crappy onside kick. And and what was with the long the long sized kick that they did? That really long sort of bullet kick. Why'd they do that? I think they were trying to run down the clock. I don't know. He sucks. The bullet well, kick. I, I just want to know the strategy behind that. He had to have been told to do that. I know he didn't kick They that. didn't want TJ Hushman's audit or does he even return kicks? He returns punts. I don't know. Who knows why? I don't dude. even know if it's completely that. I know that he just I mean. Who day? I know he sucks. 
Who <laughs> day? <laughs> I could only name like two people in their whole team, and they still kicked our butts. I know. I'm so not happy about this. Did they All actually right, have a pretty kick? Uh, there's plenty of others who could have gotten my kick, but I'm going to go ahead and give it to him because I'm just so overly sick of, of this guy being on the team. The only reason they're not, well, one is the Redskins. The only reason they're not bringing any help in is one, it's, or competition is one is the Redskins, and two, it's, it's just because it's the end of the season. That's it, dude. It's got to be it. That's why. I mean, my phone should be ringing. It should be like like crazy, crazy drug fuel Vinny Serrato spoke like face <laughs> on my phone right now. Yeah, him going, John, we saw you kicking at the beach splits. We'd like to bring you in. Oh, yeah. Yeah, you guys can see it on episode 36, um, supplemental podcast. Anyway, um, alright, so that's yours, uh, I'm gonna give mine to everyone on the team except for number 67. That's who I'm giving mine to. Everyone except for number 67 is getting a kick in the balls because no one is stepping up to lead the team. They're just kind of hanging out there, you know, going to play against the lowly Bengals. 67. We have a chance. 67. We have a chance to, uh, you know, go to the playoffs if we can beat the Bengals, who has only won one game this year. And we lost. Lost. Isn't Ethan Albright number 67? Yeah. I'm not kicking him. That's the only person you're not kicking in the ball? <laughs> yeah. Everyone else deserves one. Cartwright and London Fletcher in the balls? Well, well, not them, because they got our game balls and kicks. Okay. Oh, they're exempt. Uh, so they're and all game balls. Exclu- okay, fair Excluding exempt. game balls. I sure, because I was like, you know, hey, that's the, they have a free pass. They have immunity. But the one kick I'm giving the biggest one to is Zorn, because I'm pretty much tired of him now. He's making horrible calls. He doesn't even deserve his music this he week. He doesn't even deserve his noise <laughs> this week. It was horrible. And then the, the next day he was like, I feel like the worst coach in America. And I was like, well, yeah. Well, you are. Stop and making bonehead really calls. through the whole gamut, isn't he? Dude, I, I haven't given up on the guy. I think that he's got something there. I, you know, I just think uh, he needs some time. And I hope he gets some time. I, I think he deserves at least another year, if not yeah. two. That's all I got to say. Actually, what was it we were talking about uh, before the game? And I said, if if we if the Redskins can finish with a winning season, I think he deserves another year. And then I also said, if if Zorn goes away, Jason Campbell is ruined. Is ruined. He's done. He yeah. is the next Patrick Ramsey. He's ruined. At least as far as the Redskins are concerned. Exactly. But they will ruin his career. I mean. If he has to start out with another coach again and another system, he's already behind. He's not going to be able to catch up. They're going to be like, what? This, they're going to be like, this kid was drafted four years ago. What's his deal? And nobody's going to look at that stuff. They're just going to see that he's just—he's going to be messed up. He's going to have so many things in his head. He's not going to have any sort of, you know, con- consistent through line. It's just going to be horrible. I think, I think he would be messed up in a in a burgundy slash gold slash white uniform. But I think, unlike Ramsey. I mean, just looking at the two, like, throughout their career at this point. Um, when Ramsey was at this point, I mean, uh, Jason Campbell is, like, got so much more talent than Ramsey. Ever oh, had. yeah, totally. I agree. 
So I, I, I would definitely think that Campbell could be very successful elsewhere with a little stability. Um, I'm, I'm just, I'm just saying. I think Campbell has got the talent to be a good starting quarterback. Got to give him consistency. He and Zorn deserve at least another year together, probably two, because this whole change in coaches every two years is just driving me crazy. You know what I'd really like to change? Owners. Your, your underwear? Owners. Dude. Oh, oh, owners. Can I... I can't even hear you, Josh. Can I give my kick? Oh, yeah, go ahead. Mm-hmm. I haven't given my kick yet. We'll give it. <laughs> yes? Go. No, go ahead, dude. Go, dude. Go for it. I'm kicking the refs. I'm kicking the refs for calling a penalty on Sean Taylor. Yeah, that was pretty weak. After Dude. they had already called it on the other team, I might add. They, like, changed they their like, mind. Oh, whoops, we're going to call it. Yeah, they went from calling on the Bengals. Like, oh, no, we mean on the other team, the away team. As a matter of fact, we mean on the dead guy on the away team. <laughs> Number 21. <laughs> I know. What is that? Seriously. I don't know, dudes, but... uh there were Bengals fans going, it was, it was number 21. And we were all like, dude, number 21's dead. He died last year. And they were like, and they are all like, oh. Uh, oh. Whoops. At least they weren't like jerks about it. Like Philly fans would be like, woo. <laughs> they were just like, oh, oh. Like it kind of hit them. Because, you know, I mean, they're the Cincinnati. They, didn't, yeah. Yeah. they don't know. So they're just like, oh, oh, oh. Who day? Oh, right. Who day? Who day? Watching the OSU game. Anyway, I can't take that song. That's just like... <laughs> that was a little over the top for me. Everything else about the stadium was cool, and then I was in the Twilight Zone. It was really very much followed the bouncing ball. It really was. <laughs> mm-hmm. <laughs> anyway, what else we got about that game? Yeah, basically we're out of the playoffs now. Good job, guys. Way to stay, step up and win a, a uh, tough game on the road. Nice. Now, if we had won this game and beaten the Rams, um, it would be, what, 9-5 and five and kind of, I think, close to being in the catbird seat. Yeah, but we didn't, dude, yeah. because if, we if, if. suck. We're horrible. Horrible. <laughs> All right. So, let's move on from this experience. The season is over. There are two more regular season games. That's it for the Redskins. Mathematically, we're not out, by the way. We're not mathematically? We are not mathematically out. How are we? Uh, how does that work? Pretty much everyone with a better record than us has to lose all their games. And we, <laughs> and we have to win. <laughs> is that possible? It is if possible. If we win out and they lose all their games, we still have a chance. Or we'd still be in. Are you serious? How yeah. can everyone win their last games because the people in front of us are playing each other so how can they lose all their last games it's, it's mathematically it's like if, if if everyone pretty much loses all their games and we win our both our games we still have a chance and mathematically i, I can play quarterback for the redskins but that's not going to happen uh i say that that that's mathematically so, along the lines of, of winning the lottery so what you're saying yeah. is for the next two weeks we need the the Eagles, the Giants, and the Cowboys to all lose, and we need to win. We need the Eagles and the Cowboys and Atlanta and Tampa. Uh, Atlanta. Uh, Tampa. 
Carolina. Like all those teams. I think Carolina is, is is close to wrapping up their division, depending on if they beat the Giants this weekend. Huh. Speaking of, the Giants are in a landslide. All right, okay. They'll be all right. Anyway, all right, let's move on. John, let's let's move on here. You got a whole off-season time for the pain now. I know, right? Yeah, dude, they're going to have, like, all all of the whole off-season. Yes, sir. Well, oh, let's, let's, let's try to cut this. Uh, yeah, truly. People sitting there watching at home. Um, let's try to, I'm going to try to make this short and sweet. Um, pretty much everyone that was out before is going to be out again. And pretty much everyone that played last week is, should be in. Um, London Fletcher's game time again. Marcus Washington might. Play. He did return to practice, but I don't think he's going to personally. Dude, you know what? Um, I hope he returns and he's in for the next two games and he totally like kicks him a. That will be nice. Dude, I do too. I think we all do. Dude, when we were tailgating, you went over to that lone Redskin fan in that little uh, pond of orange and black across from us, and, and he had a Marcus Washington jersey. You yep. went over to talk to him. Yeah, yeah. He's a good guy, and he was just like, dude, I'm afraid he's going to get cut. And I'm like, we were saying the same thing this morning. But, you know, I think we'd all love to see him pop back in there and do his thing. Dude, yeah, you know, sweet. speaking of, guess what Zorn finally did take note of? You saw who didn't start as cornerback last week. Carlos Rogers. Oh, dude. Bench. Speaking of that. Bench. They announced today that Sean Springs – not only will play, but he will be starting alongside D'Angelo Hall this Sunday. That's what I'm saying. Yeah, so second week in a row for that. Carlos um, Rogers bench. Should be back. We're, we're, we're going to see. Who? Orton. Chris Orton. I also saw that they might bench Rocky McIntosh. They're saying that he's been uh, nursing a nagging injury, but what's more disturbing about that is it sounds like he's got a degenerative injury possibly in one of his knees. So that's something that they're going to have to keep tabs on. Well, you remember as soon as we drafted him, he had to have that knee surgery, dude, and he hasn't been right ever since. Yeah, like he has flashes of brilliance here and there, but uh, it's, uh, it's, 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 it's kind of worrisome. Yep. Mm-hmm. So the injury report, we didn't have any huge losses or anything. Unfortunately, Sean Sweetham didn't get knocked out for the year. Santana Moss um, had a concussion. No, but dude, don't you remember when he got capped and he was, I was down? I was worried when he got like laid out there, dude, and he didn't even move. Everybody came yeah. out. From what I saw, he had a concussion and he's questionable. Huh. Isn't he questionable? He'll be all right. He'll probably come out. He'll be all right. He'll come out and play, I should say. You're at home man. against the Eagles this Sunday at 415. Eagles, man. I hate the Eagles, man. So, oh, that's basically the injury report for this week. I haven't got time for the pain. All right. Thank you, John, for that injury report brought to you by no one because no one wants to sponsor the Redskins at this point in the season. <laughs> All right. Um, moving on, since the season <laughs> is over, we. Uh, at Eastern Motors, your job, your credit. At Eastern Motors. 
Your job, your credit. Anyway, moving on, we're going to – these uh, um, draft needs is what we're going to talk about next because we got a lot of them. And season's over. What are we going to do to fix these gaping holes we have on our offensive line? And no pass rushing. And well, as usual, a kicker have sucks. Second round pick. What do we have? We're gonna have a mid to we're gonna have a mid to late round, late first round pick. We have no second round pick because that went to Miami for the awesome Jason Taylor. Woohoo! Um, Was he at one sack? Fourth round pick. We have, I think one and a half now. I, Dude, I, no, I think it's the we gave up this year's fourth round pick for Jason Kendall. I think. I believe that's correct. Who's Jason Kendall? Um, what? Pete Kendall? For Pete. Pete Kendall, I'm sorry. I'm thinking Jason Taylor, Pete Kendall, because, you know, they look exactly the same. <laughs> they sound the same, too. <laughs> um, <laughs> I don't care what you yeah, say. Well, Pete Kendall was a good pickup. Pete Kendall was a good pickup. He dance as well as Randall L, though. Dude, I didn't say he was a bad pickup. I'm saying he's a good pickup. I would not be surprised if this is his, best, his last good year, though. Who? Pete Kendall. Dude, I think we need a clean house up there. Dude, we need some linemen. I think we do, too. We totally need I some linemen. I think linemen. we need to take that $8 million that we're not going to pay Jason Taylor to stay in the NFC East because he obviously can't handle a real rough-and-tumble uh, uh, division. Um, I think we need to take that $8 million, sign a free agent or two that are solid offensive linemen, and uh, build in the draft. Oh, yeah. We definitely don't need to re-sign him. I probably would re-sign D'Angelo Hall. Um, I would absolutely, positively, definitely sign D'Angelo Hall. And, oh, man, Springs is the big question. Healthy, he's really good, if not great. You know what I would else? rather have I would rather have Sean Springs like every fourth game than Carlos Rogers every game. I think we yeah, should see right. what we can get for Carlos Rogers. I think we should too. Thanks, Danny. I think we should see what we can get for. <laughs> Seriously, because there's some people in the league, thanks Dude, to people right. like Joe Yuck and like Troy Aikman, that have been stroking Carlos Rogers for some reason. Like he's really gotten good, and I'm like, he's um, a good cornerback. I think we should see what we can get for him, and I Dude, think we need a kicker. Let's trade him to Dallas for Marion Barber. They're not going to go for that. Dude. Uh, Plus, then we'd have uh, a cowboy on our team. Huh? We'd have to trade with Dallas. Yeah, I know, dude, but we'd be getting rid of Carlos Rogers, and we all know that Marion Barber's a tough back. No, because you know what would happen. We know he's going to be gone because of the way Jerry Jones treats him anyway. If we did that, you know, when we played against the Dallas and they had Carlos Rogers, he wouldn't be dropping those interceptions anymore. He'd catch them. Because that's what always happens to us. Well, uh-huh. then maybe it's a I coaching think, problem. All right, dude, let's jump back a bit. First round in 2009. Say we have the 15th pick, roughly. What do we use it on? An offensive lineman yes. or a defensive lineman? Offensive lineman. Offensive lineman. Dude, our offense is hurting way worse than our defense. Yeah, our offense is hurting way worse than our defense. We still haven't given up more than two touchdowns a game on defense as far as I can figure. Dude, the reason our defense gets hurt so much and the reason that our defense is always tired when it comes third, fourth quarter is because the offense is going three and out all the time. 
I'll agree with that. Yeah, that's pretty much like I think that's the biggest reason. So I agree. If if I we help our if, if what I'm saying is if we help our offensive line, we help our defense because we yeah, we help absolutely. We become we become a more balanced team. Absolutely, absolutely. And these some of the um, I some think, of the, you know if if your front line think about it if you're in a war because you. you can compare football very often to battles and wars. If your front line can't stop the enemy, how is your like wimpy little second line going to do? You know what I'm saying? Like, like, aren't you going to put your full force on your front line to try to stop the enemy immediately so they don't just wipe out your first line of defense and move on to the second? Because why would you even have them? Your front line has to be your best defense. Um, interesting um, and colorful analogy there, John. And I'll have to say, well, yes, we we need an offensive line, and we need to start building it because they're getting old and crotchety, and they can't play after 4 p.m. This week's Harry Hog Football is brought to you by Risk. Risk, the game of Risk by Parker Brothers. It's the game of world conquest, dude. Whatever, dude. <laughs> anyway... Yeah, definitely. I think our needs go in this order. This is the order. You ready? Offensive line, defensive end, offensive line times five, and kicker. Kicker, dude. Kicker's a big one. Kicker is huge. We need a damn kicker. We're gonna talk about this this off season. We're gonna figure out who all the good kickers are in the NFL. We're going to figure out which ones are free agents that we have a chance to sign. And they damn well better get one on the first no, or second day of free agency. We need to get like they two of them. Two. We need to get like two of them. <laughs> Dude, don't the Giants have two good kickers? Right now? Yeah, one of them. They have Lawrence Times, and they've got that dude that's like 80 years old. Um, Carney. Carney. Um, 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 Carney, who's been playing pretty much all year because Times has been hurt. Who's that mm-hmm. little dude that's playing for the Saints now that's been around forever? He sucks. Martin Grammatica, uh, Automatica Grammatica. Yeah, yeah, Martin Grammatica. Automatica Grammatica. <laughs> <laughs> they used to call him that, dude. He looks like a bobblehead, though. We don't want him, though. We want other kickers. But anyway, seriously, yeah. why do they always neglect the kicker? It's an important position. They always and, neglect and it. They find, they find this out every year, and yet they still neglect. This year they didn't even bring uh, in any competition. But anyway. I know. Anyway, moving on. All right. Next up, we're going to talk about the joke in the NFL known as the Pro Bowl. And once again, the Redskins fans led the way to prove what a, what a sham it is when we voted, I think, nine out of, what, 19 players in the fan voting were Redskins. One of them was Sean Sweezum. But the thing that makes it horrible is that the four people that actually made it to the Pro Bowl for the Redskins after the coaches and players got done with it? Out of that four... We are what? In the NFL. Oh, yeah. Lord. I'd have to say... What'd you say? You kind of cut out there. We're 29th, we're 29th in offense in the NFL. We're 29th in offense, yet we have four offensive players... Um, on the Pro Bowl team for the NFC. And zero 
defensive players, and we're I think ranked fourth in defense, if I'm not mistaken. We're ranked we're ranked second in the league and sixth, or second in the conference and sixth in the league this week. And all I have to say about that is. And quite possibly the one person that received the most fan votes for middle linebacker is not in the Pro Bowl, and that's London Fletcher. And that should make a bunch of people out there pretty mad. Especially him. He actually came out in the press and was just like, this is a joke. (laughs) I know. He had more tackles in the zeros than any other player at all. Not Ray Lewis. No, Lennon Fletcher has had more tackles in the NFL than any other player since 2000. Any other player, not just any other linebacker. Any other player. Seriously, you guys taking out there? I just tell you one thing. That was. How fitting is it also that two of the players that did make it? We're two of the players that had key plays that made us lose against the Bengals last week. Interesting. And what's Samuels it's doing like there? For, dude, it's like voting for class president. What's dude, I have Pizza Hut deliver pizzas on Wednesdays if you vote me class president. Sweet, dude, I'll vote for you. Dude, Samuels had a subpar year, and yet somehow he's always in there. I don't understand it. Dude, I don't either, it's, it's a popularity contest, and once you win once, people say, "Oh yeah, he won last year. I remember him. I'll vote for him." People are like, "Oh, he was fun to have in Hawaii." That's it. And not to put down, yeah, not to put down on Chris Samuels at all, because he does deserve to be a multiple-time Pro Bowler with the career that he's had. But seriously, seriously, dude, seriously, you guys. Seriously, there comes a time. I was I was so I was kind of laughing and mad at the same time when I heard that London Fletcher did not make it and the four people that did were all on there offense. Are people dying. John, seriously, seriously. dude, it's late. I don't want to hear it. All right, we're gonna wrap this thing up. Dude, we we don't. No Tom's trivia this week. Tom was too mad that we lost and didn't call with the trivia question. Yeah. Uh, yeah, what about the NFC East report with John Adams? Nah, we'll just skip that. We know we're playing the Eagles at 415. Let's just move on into uh, the Eagles game. 415 on Sunday. We're playing head-to-head with the uh, Giants. No, no, the Dallas versus Baltimore game at the same time. And the Giants are playing at night. Hold so on, dude. A little bit of the NFC East report. Dude. Um, dude. We all know that. Dude. Uh, 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 dude. What? I thought Dallas was playing Baltimore on Saturday. They might be. You just I said, don't know. You just said we were playing at the same time. All right, go ahead. No, maybe they're playing on Saturday. That's great. Cool. I don't care because if they're playing on Saturday, I don't get the game because I don't have the NFL Network because it costs too much. Anyway, we're playing at four fifteen on Sunday. The here, well, here's the rub on this game, guys. If we defeat the Eagles, we put a huge dent in their playoff hopes. Unfortunately, that will help Dallas to make a playoff. Ooh, so that means I'm torn. What do you do? It means uh, we're indifferent towards the game? I don't know. I mean, the way I usually feel about it, personally, is, 
you can't think of it in this kind of fashion. You always have to just say, if we had taken care of our business, we'd be like 10 and 4 at this point, or 9 and 5, and we just have to win out to make it in. Um, so whatever, you can't sit there and root for one team or the other. Um, you just got to hope that we beat the Eagles and Dallas loses to uh, Carolina. It's more like this. Alone has a good game and not like a four-pick game. It's more like this, dude. If we if we get our butts kicked in, by the Eagles yep. at home because yep. it's at four fifteen and our offensive line goes to sleep at about five thirty, then we can say at the end of the game, is there we'll, tonight? yeah, at the end of the game we can be like, well, at least it didn't help Dallas. But anyway, yeah. Anyway, we can still get a sweep of one team in the NFC East if we do win. How about you look at it that way? Bring out the brooms, the fellas. The Eagles, man. Dude. Oh, that is a Saturday game for the uh, Dallas Cowboys. And we might have a chance of beating them. Remember, they only tied the Bengals. You well, we love to um, Cincinnati. Anyway, dudes, yeah, that game's 4-15 on Sunday. Um, mark your calendars. It's going to be an awesome NFC East battle. Hopefully Joe Yuck will not be announcing the game. All right, and I'm that, feeling we've fallen from the uh, A or B tier. Um, oh yeah, we're, we're on the D <laughs> tier, dude. I think we might be on the B tier for this game. Um, and then when we play San Francisco next week, I have a feeling we're going to have uh, what was that guy's name, Baskerjan? Yeah. Who? It was some random know, dude. F team, but they're actually pretty good. Anyway, Josh, do you even have anyone for this week? No. I think this week, in, it's just been one of those horrible, miserable weeks. I think we just need to take a moment of silence for Sammy Ball and uh, think about where he is now. All right. All right. Bring it, Sammy Ball. Yeah, we'll wrap it up. With that being said, um, for all of you that are still listening, you must be true Redskins fans. So um, keep the faith, brothers. There's always keep the faith, brother. next season. Um, the hail to the Redskins. And this week, as usual, if you see a Cowboys fan, joke on. Bye-bye. Hey dudes, Greg in Pittsburgh. It's Tuesday morning. Uh, you know, it's a, it's really hard listening to that Cincinnati podcast after the Cincinnati game. I just listened to it uh, a little while ago. Um, Josh, you're killing me with the, uh, I mean, John, with the prediction of the highest offensive at, output of the year. And I mean, the game wasn't on in Pittsburgh, um, but I was at the gym and I'm, watching the score in the upper right corner, and I could not believe what I was watching. It was like inhumane torture, 7 nothing, 14-0, 17-0. I'm like, what the hell is going on? Uh, Jim's doing the worst coach in America. He said it himself. How about the Steelers? You know, that's what the freaking Redskins used to play like. All, you know, 
refused to lose. I don't know what is going on. It's got to be Snyder. Just pissing me off. I mean, I don't know how I can just watch it the next couple games. I don't know how I'm going to do it. All right, dudes. Well, uh, I'm looking forward to your Cincinnati stories. Uh, uh, hopefully, uh, you guys made it out of there alive. But, uh, you know, what can we say? 17 nothing. you know. Can't talk a whole lot of smack when it's in the beginning of the second quarter. Oh, well, man. Uh, talk to you guys later. Later, dudes.